Game music. What kind of crap is this? Straight from the heart of my home state, Nashville, Tennessee is without a doubt the center of country music, with different variations like the early derivatives of 1940s and 50s classic country, the rebellious sounding mix of 1970s rock and roll country that is outlaw country, the ever popular 1980s country, the Appalachian inspired bluegrass, and the accordion and fiddle accompanied sounds of the bayou that is Cajun country. Country music is a genre that just screams USA, USA, USA. But one thing that most fans, and even Tennesseans like myself, do not know about the genre that generates almost as much revenue as all other forms of tourism in the state is that its origins and early sounds partly come from a different country just above us. This is the French Celtic and Acadian folk-inspired sounds of the Great North. That is French Canadian country. Many diehard country music fans will rebuke you if you dare say that their honky tonkin', beer drinking, windows down driving anthems come from anywhere but the good old US. But history shows otherwise. Early country music, famously known from Nashville and the likes of other southern states, has many thanks to give to the Celtic Norman immigrants of northern France, the Irish Scotic Celtic regions concentrated in Canada's Atlantic coastal provinces, and the Western Canadian and Western U.S. settlers and pioneers. The French Celtic and Acadian folk genres and fiddles of modern-day Quebec and New Brunswick are one of the largest influences in most traditional Quebecois country. But the vast scale of the areas that country gets its influence from is still astounding. The Irish and Scottish influences from the maritime regions of Canada brought the mandolin and bazooki instruments, as well as the two-step jig rhythm, to country music. The western front of Canada and the U.S. took a large influence from the French Celtic polkas with Ukrainian and German folk beats and instruments commonly found with the westward-moving farmers. Combined with storytelling songs and the plight of the Western settlers, it gave a rise to a style of music which crossed borders from British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan, all the way down to Oklahoma and Texas. In the 1950s, the Nashville music industry set out to create a unique and unified sound by drawing from the diverse musical traditions of these three musical influences, along with the sound of the Appalachian Mountaineer settlers. Combined together the various musical elements with some added industry investment, a country music sound emerged that could be appreciated by listeners across all regions. Thus, the Nashville music industry successfully crafted a versatile, all-inclusive country sound that was widely embraced by fans from the Deep South to the Western Prairies, up to the great white northern provinces of Canada. From the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, the country music capital of the world, it's your grand old Opry starring Ray Price. 
Most country, from the bluegrass-inspired sounds of the 1920s to the classic country era of the 1940s and onward, reached Canada through the radio. Shows like the WLS Barn Dance on WLS Chicago, the Grand Ole Opry on Nashville's WSM, and the Wheeling WV out of West Virginia were all heard in many parts of Canada as radio technology was being introduced and improving throughout the region. Canadian radio stations started airing country music in the late 1920s. CFRB in Toronto broadcasted George Wade and his Cornhuskers in 1928, while CFBO in St. John, New Brunswick aired Don Messer's music in 1929. In Quebec, the rise in popularity of country was marked by the first recordings of Paul Brunel and Willie Lamothe in the mid-1940s. Both Brunel and Lamothe played a style of country music that was based on the American style of country music rather than the traditional French-Canadian music, and it included both original songs and translation of the American hits in French. There were also similarities between the early songs of La Bolduc and Les Soldats Le Brun, who were popular Quebecois musicians in the early 20th century, and the songs of country music in terms of their themes and feelings. Many Quebecers were farmers, or they lived close to the soil, and they experienced similar emotions related to the life and existence as the average American. So country music in Canada seemed like a logical continuation of this shared experience, as the cowboy songs possessed a certain folk flavor that was adapted to that modern climate. So while Canadian country generally followed the U.S. method of country, this subgenre has developed some of its own distinctive characteristics. Many of the traditional cultures and languages in Canada have been preserved to a greater degree than that of most American ethnic identities. So much of the influence on this branch of country music comes from European folk music, especially in the West. The most obvious quality being that, well, most of it's French. But the musical influence is directly seen in many accordionists and fiddlers in the Canadian country scene as well. Czechoslovakian, German, Norwegian, Ukrainian, and Irish are just some of the influences that are present within this music style. The vocals are also reflective of Canadian regional speech act, which differ from those that are U.S. Canadian singers. Generally, Canadian country singers have a clearer enunciation and a less nasally and lower pitch sound, with less drawing and slurring than that of the U.S. This unique Canadian style, particularly that of Hank Snow and Wolf Carter, have influenced some U.S. country artists, such as Johnny Cash. So, while Canadian songs still touch on the common themes of U.S. country, there is also a greater emphasis on the ballad of the tradition of North American folk music. As a result, there is a unique group of performers that appeal to both country music and urban folk audiences and have shaped their efforts to cater to country tastes due to limited radio exposure available to folk music, like Willie P. Bennett, Ian Tyson, Gordon Lightfoot, Colleen Peterson, Sylvian Tyson, and others. The influence of contemporary folk music may be heard in the songs of country artists such as Dick Dameron and Gary Shelgard. Known as one of the pioneers of Canadian country, Willie Lamothe was an artist and actor known as the King of Canadian Country. Potentially his greatest contribution was his published works. Lamothe had over 500 recorded songs, both French originals and translated renditions of American country. 
In World War II, Lamothe started his music career as the singing sergeant for his fellow soldiers in, in the war, and would soon after record his first relief, Jesus on Cowboy Canadian, in 1946. Throughout the rest of his career, Lamothe would tour all over Canada, most frequently in Quebec, but it has had at least one show in the States, being in Nashville. Besides music, his frequent appearances in many 1970s films boosted him to a new level of Canadian superstardom. He even won a Canadian Film Awards Best Supporting Actor for his role in the 1973 film The Death of the Lumberjack. Lamothe would suffer a stroke on the set of the 1978 film Ramouski and would slowly fade out of the public eye, but his influence as the king of Canadian country is still felt around Canada. Queen of country music is the late Julie Darachi, and is part of the well-known Darachi family in Canadian country music, based in Quebec. She is the daughter of Gerard Darachi and Giselle Levesque, who were also musicians. Her siblings, Paul and Patrick, also musicians, who have made a significant contribution to the Canadian country music scene. Even her daughter, Danny Darachi, is a prominent Canadian country music star. Julie, however, started her career in the early 1980s, and quickly became the female face of Canadian country. Her powerful voice, catchy tunes, and engaging stage presence made her a beloved performer across Canada and Quebec. She has released numerous albums and singles, many of which have become classics in Canadian country music. Even after her passing in April of 2022, Julie Darachi is still considered one of the most important figures in Canadian country music history. Cayouche, the New Brunswick-born Canadian country singer, is one of only a few modern artists in the Great North that have implemented many traditional styles and instrumentation from traditional Acadian themes. Born Canadian, raised in Boston, Cayouche, whose real name is Reginald Charles Gagon, returned to Canada in 1979 to start his legendary Canadian country journey. His music is known for its upbeat and catchy melodies and lyrics that often display the culture and lifestyle of Acadians and other French Canadians. Cayouche often incorporates elements of traditional Acadian music into his country songs, such as the use of fiddle and accordion. His appearance, however, is what makes Cayouche stand out in my mind. Picture Santa Claus came down from the North Pole and walked into Willie Nelson's closet. That's Cayouche. His breakthrough came in 1994 with the release of his first album, Um Voix Hippie, which is a huge commercial success in Quebec and New Brunswick. He is one of few Acadian artists in the history of music to have sold over 100,000 albums. This has been the Subgenrepedia. I'm Alex Neal, and this has been the twangy, back road roots of the Great North that is Quebecois country. Maybe you learned something new, or even found a new favorite subgenre. Either way, there was always more music to discover. Special thanks to Grant Paisley for helping me out with some of the pronunciations and helping me understand some of the French language. I'll see you next time on the Subgenrepedia. Merci. Votre accoute à jour vous souhait un beau journée. petite Gaspésienne Ça danse des soirées canadiennes Bienvenue chez nous en Acadie.
fait jouer du vieux country Ça m'a l'air d'être une bonne journée Pour rencontrer une gang d'amis Il fait beau dans les back rows. On chante tout haut avec la radio Il a pas de stress, c'est la liberté Il a pas de presse pour s'en aller une gang de chums qui sait comment avoir du fun J'aimerais bien que cette journée puisse durer plus longtemps Mais ça arrive l'heure du souper Et je sais qu'elle m'attend Elle hausse le volume sur une chanson de Conway Twitty Là ça me tente vraiment de continuer le party Parce qu'il fait beau dans les backgrounds On chante tout haut avec la radio Il a pas de stress, c'est la liberté Il a pas de presse pour s'en aller Juste une gang de chums qui sait comment avoir du fun Il était bien smart, il parlait l'anglais 
promener un autre qu'une caisse de bière en fin de semaine. En fin de semaine. Pour moi, les gars, je peux pas me refuser ça. La femme d'un autre, une caisse de bière en fin de semaine. En fin de semaine. Pour moi, les gars, je peux pas me passer de ça. J'ai rencontré une belle petite mère la semaine dernière. Moi, pas si belle. Je fais la fête. Je fais la ronde. À travers bien du monde. Depuis ce temps-là, on ne se quitte pas. La femme d'un autre, une caisse de bière en fin de semaine. En fin de semaine. Pour moi, les gars, je peux pas me refuser ça. La femme d'un autre, une caisse de bière en fin de semaine. En fin de semaine. Pour moi, les gars, je peux pas me passer de ça. J'ai des voyages avec pas trop de bagages. C'est à Québec que je suis donné des beaux becs. On vit, on danse, on boit et puis on mange. C'est bien normal, ça se passe au carnaval. This has been the Subgenrepedia. I'm Alex Neal. And now back to Lincoln's new music alternative on 90.3 KRNU, Lincoln. <laughs> 